Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 598, recorded live on May 26th, 2019. And here are your hosts, the man who normally doesn't record this week, Dave Play. Hi. And the man who isn't celebrating his wedding anniversary this weekend, Andy Lowe. Hi. That's right. That's not today, but it's coming up very soon. Yes, and this is Memorial Day weekend, which is normally when we celebrate it. Right. You, so you said man who does not record this week. I'm like, wait, do I not? When? Why do I? Why would I take Memorial Day off? It's not me. I don't take it off. No. Andy takes it off. Yes. Because it's your, it's your anniversary. Yes. How many years are you guys on? Ten. Ten. Holy shit. Dude, I'm impressed. Uh, just at the passage of time, not not the two of you, because you guys are such a like perfect fit for each other. Um, yeah. The one thing that, you know, is not older than the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. We've been doing this for some time. Yeah. First random topic recap was when we were in... Uh... Episode 103. Yep. Episode 103, and here we are at episode 598. I have a data... The clicking that you hear is I have a data dump of all of the, the previous episodes, because uh, I'm, I'm trying to migrate from our old system to a new system, and it means getting all the data and taking care of all the, the little mistakes and errors that we made. You mean we built this thing by the seat of our pants? We? <laughs> what do you mean we, white man? Wait a minute. <laughs> Try that again, sir. Dave, I left it in much cap- more capable hands than mine. I, I seem to recall it like we, we both have, have our, our contribution to the podcast, right? Things yes. where if, if we were not to do it, then it wouldn't really exist. Yes. Uh, you handling all of the audio and scheduling and actually like finding topics and really doing the bulk of the work for the show uh and me doing the website one of these things is significantly more important than the other uh hint it's not mine <laughs> the show would definitely be able to exist were were i not the one doing the website uh if andy were to stop doing what andy does we'd be in trouble yeah but God, just I let you know five i recognize that i need to i need to find somebody for episode 600 Cause uh, all right, <laughs> uh, it's who we got for episode one hundred and one. But like all the old descriptions, we we had to hard code in the HTML so that it displayed on the web page. Jeez, oh, are you still doing that? No, you're not still doing that. Okay, good. No, I stopped that. Yeah. But but it means that like we hard coded in HTML so that when I download the description to load it into the new thing, there's friggin' HTML in it. And I want to strip that out because it automatically gets it gets parsed out and and cleaned up, and I don't yes. want that. And like, <laughs> that's not an easy task. I'm sorry, but that's the way it was. That's the way we did it back then. Yep. Like, oh I can, I, I, Dave, I can tell you, I feel your pain because yeah. I work in a building that has been a radio station for longer than our company has owned it. Yeah. They had to put this will tell you how long a radio station has been in that building. They had when they when they got in that building originally, they had to put in 
extra floor joists support over half the building because that is where the record library was. Okay. Wait, the record library, like... The record library. Yeah. Like the fact that the the DJ actually was a DJ. A a disc jockey. Yes. And had to have the records on hand to play them. (laughs) So they had to be stored in a record library. And that part of the building had to be reinforced because of the sheer weight of all of the records. That's a lot of records. Yes. So... They used to do things differently back yeah. then than what they are now. And I have literally spent the last five years at work just slowly trying to fix all the things and upgrade all the things in the building. Yeah, but but, but the difference here, Andy, is you're dealing with mistakes other people made. Oh, it's not mistakes. It's just... Sorry, decisions. Yes. You are dealing with decisions that other people made and having to deal with the fact that, like, the building is older than we are. I am dealing with mistakes that I made. Now, not to say that your your work is not hard and, and that it doesn't suck, but, like... Imagine going back to this radio station that you're at now mm-hmm. in like 20 years and saying, why did I do that? That seems like it was a really bad idea. I mean, maybe it was a good idea at the time, but man, just like, why? Oh, that's already happened to me. Yeah? Yeah. I uh, I caused a problem that cost the company thousands of dollars. Uh-oh. Now, the caveat is that I was not the one who, you know, I was technically the one who caught the problem, but there were literally a dozen people before me who should have caught the problem but didn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, yes, I set up something that caused (laughs) a big problem, but it was not my job to... um, to to catch the the problem and fix it. So, yeah, no, there were a couple of times where I've done something and, and like I looked back and go, "Why the hell did I do it that way? That was the dumbest thing possible." And now, since most of the people who were you know part of that event are gone, now we no can finally. <laughs> oh no, we all remember, and we all we all <laughs> we all make it a learning opportunity. Ah, we say, "Hey, remember that time?" And we all go, "Oh yeah, that was." That was a dark day. That that was not a good time. No, no, it wasn't. I have 398 P tags in these descriptions of ours. I have 386 closing P tags in these descriptions of ours. (laughs) Wait, what? But (laughs) those are two different numbers, Andy. (laughs) Yeah, I realize that. Those should be the same number. Those should be the same number. Why are they not the same number? I don't know. (laughs) Here's the better part. I have 398 tags where it starts with P, right? Mm -hmm. It actually is 396 of them where it starts with double quote P. That means there are two that are somewhere else. And I found them. They're at the end. It is P double quote. So it's supposed to be a closing tag, but it's not. So there's two of my missing closing tags. Two of my eight missing closing tags. Grumble, 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 grumble. Don't know what to tell you on that one. Sorry. Yep. (sighs) 
Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, I'm I've got my work cut out for me, mostly because I've made really stupid decisions. Why is the episode title or the episode number one off from the actual episode? Episode what forty three. Episode forty three doesn't exist. I still was that the that was that the CCST episode? Uh it might be. I think so. I think I also found it. I don't I don't doubt that it exists. I just Yep. No, I think I, I have it. Oh. Is that on your laptop that we recorded that? It was somewhere. Hang on, let me check storage, files, podcasts, episode. Oh, why would you do that, Google? Why would you put them in this order? <laughs> Why does Google do anything? 41. One. I was Okay, so it's not loaded all of them. For those who uh were not here before we started recording, which is everybody else other than me and Dave. Um Dave messaged me that he was at his computer waiting for me on Hangouts and I did not get said message and I couldn't figure out why cuz this was happening more and more recently where people would message me on Hangouts and then nothing would pop up on my computer. And since, you know, I'm on my computer, my phone is set to go, wait a second, you know, I don't need to put a notification up because you're, you're on your computer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But Hangouts was not notifying me. So I, did, I had to dig into this. Google changed their Chrome notifications options to run through Windows 10's native notification window. But for some odd reason, my Hangouts were not showing up in Windows 10's native notification window. So I had to luckily get enough Google food to find out the correct tag to disable in Chrome. And now things are actually popping up as desired. Yay. Look at that. I just got an alert for two new emails. Good for Chrome. Yeah, thanks, Chrome, for updating things and not telling me. Kate just sent me a penguin. <laughs> Kate just, what? She just sent me a penguin. A penguin. A just penguin. For, for the sake of sending a penguin. Mm-hmm. Are you I still digging wrote, through our database? I just wrote the, yeah, I, I, I am. I need I want to work. Click, 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 click. I just wrote the jankiest code I think I've ever written. Cool. All right. Hi. Hello. I do not have episode 43. Yeah, I don't even know if I have episode 43. It, it is forever lost to time. Yeah, but no, I don't think I ever actually did anything with episode 43. Like, if it We was, never uploaded it. Yeah, we never uploaded it. We, we skipped that week and we said, nope, that one's never seeing the light of day. Yes. I think both of us were just a little testy for being in the car all that time, and it's not a good episode. No, also the quality was crap because we recorded it in the car. Yes. <laughs> it turns out two microphones, three feet apart... In an enclosed space. In an enclosed space with no... In the middle of goddamn Montana. <laughs> no sound dampening anywhere. It was... It was just a... It was just a big, bad mess. The the whole episode. Yes. Just, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it failed on multiple levels. Have you ever gone back and listened to episode one again? Yes. Yes, I have. Or episode zero, I guess. The crappy green? Yep. Yes, yes, I have. Because okay. I think we did something about that with some April Fool's episode. Ah. Where I think I stuck it in the middle of one of the other episodes. Yes, that also was bad. We've come a long way. I mean, mm -hmm. we're still not, not like, super professional quality. I think we like, sound okay. Yeah. 
it, I I could record myself locally and send you that file. That would probably up the recording value by like a bunch. But it's it, by the time we actually convert it down to an MP3 file, the quality itself. You think so? I've done tests on this. Okay. I I remember where we had you record yourself locally, and then I also recorded it remotely, and then I spliced the two of them together at various points to see if we could tell a difference. And according to our podcast listeners, nobody could. (laughs) I still remember even arguing with one of the the guys at PAX who was doing a podcasting panel, and I asked him a question about that, and he told me, you know, oh, I gotta record locally, and I'm sitting there going like, I tried that. (laughs) We tried that. We ran that test. You know, I I can give you the data. (laughs) I can tell you which episode to listen to, and you you could tell me. I'm curious. I don't remember doing this. So, what episode would, would one? Oh, I'd have to. to. I'd have to go dig through there. But I okay. did. I did an episode where I bounced between the two of them. I think there was also even another episode where I even adjusted the uh, sampling rate of stuff at the same time. So I, I. So many little tweaks. Yes. Okay. Well, we probably should hit topics. Otherwise, we're never going to get through all of these. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I could be wrong. Some of them are uh, pretty short. Okay. It just feels like we have a lot. There are two also, of them that are also... we never get through all of our topics. <laughs> true. That's why actually, that's part of the reason I make sure we have enough topics that we have basically extra topics in there. Yeah. So check out the, the links. Oh, 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 oh. Before, before topics. Before the topics. Yes, mister, we should probably go to topics. Yeah, well, t- hush. I, did, I forgot that I wanted to ask this. I'm working on a redesign of the site, a complete overhaul and redesign, building it from scratch. Uh, I want to know what people want on the site, like what would make it easier to do this? Um, Do you want things like tags for different episodes? Do you want uh, a, a different interface like how do you use the site? Do you actually go to any of the other episodes? Do you just use the RSS feed? I want to know this so that I can I can like actually build the site so that it's usable. Andy, this goes for you too. Like what buttons do you click on the site, Andy? Uh the buttons I click on the site. Make new. Make new. Edit. Newest. And the title and URL creation for suggest a story. And then the also the list of episodes. Okay. Uh, and then I also check the RSS feed because that's got all of our episode titles to make sure that I don't reuse a previous title. <laughs> okay. So that Which last is becoming one. more, t- more Yeah, more as, as we get 598 episode titles. That last one I actually can, can like, just build in so that it doesn't let you submit. Uh, the problem, though, is the fact that the episode title actually says at the beginning episode, whatever. Yeah, I can I can handle that. Okay. I, I do know how to write code. Yeah, you can just parse everything, you know, remove everything that's previous of the dash. Yep. Yep. Okay, so if you have ideas for the site, if you, if you think of things that you want, um, let me know. Like, tell me so that I can go in and, and actually do them. Uh, what are you looking for? Like... I the the whole world is open to this again. Uh probably not forums cuz why bother at this point? <laughs> yes, but, no. Like if if we wanted to have something like a forum, I would go and make a Discord server. 
Uh, do you think you could do something about automatically posting the episodes to our Facebook page when they go live? Yes. Because I know it, it, it automatically posts to Twitter when we go live. Does it? Yeah. How the hell did I do that? I don't know, but May 23rd, <laughs> there's there, all the episodes are on here. Huh. How did I put it to Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember doing that. I'll need to go and look into that. I integrated our website into Twitter? Yeah. Filezilla. How did I build it into Twitter? <laughs> and well, doesn't the Facebook just look to the Twitter? Uh, you probably could. I don't know. I'm pretty sure our, our Facebook account looks to our Twitter account, or could look to our Twitter account. To pull it probably that. could. It doesn't right now. Oh, well... Where would I have stuck that? Controllers. Ah. Yes, because the last post on our RA Podcast Facebook page is from 2010. Oops. Which Hans responded to four years ago. (laughs) Uh, That was a little bit ago. Yeah. How did I set Twitter to find that? All right, I'll have to dig through the code. But you wanted to post to Twitter and to uh, Facebook. Yes. Okay. How the hell did I do that? Where would that even be? I don't know. It just happens. I, yeah. Well, good for me. That's that's kind of impressive, no? Yeah. Okay. Because that, you know, that that very lets me know when, you know, when I post an episode that it is actually gone live is when I get the notification to my phone saying, hey, our podcast has a new tweet. You're like, yay, good for us. Render action. Okay, nope, it's not there. All right, I'll have to find out because I've put it into Twitter somehow. <laughs> Man, that's going to bug me now. Sorry. It's going to task me. Tasks me, tasks me. Call. Yeah. So, topics. Yeah, topics. We can hit topics. Um, so what topics the, do you have? The city of Baltimore got hacked earlier this month. Yeah, with some pretty nasty ransomware. Yes, and they are still trying to fix it. That As was re- weeks ago. Yes. Um, the the uh, funny bit, though, is they uh, started working on some manual workarounds, which included creating Gmail accounts because... They needed email, you know, they needed an email place for things to go to. Well, Google's um, automatic security system uh, had detected the creation of several accounts in a short period of time and had automatically shut them down. Okay. (laughs) So Baltimore cannot catch a break. Their system gets hacked. Their system gets locked down. They can't access things. So they're like, all right, we'll just create some temporary Gmail accounts for the time being. And then Google goes, wait a second. What's with all these? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Why are you making hundreds of new Gmail accounts? Like, because we can't do anything. Oh, that's sad, man. That's that's just rough. I feel bad for them. The uh, the good news is that the um the access has been restored to the Gmail accounts for the Baltimore city officials. So, at least those are back up and running again, but damn. What that's just bad. I feel awful for them. Yes. I just want to know how it got in. The the thing? Yeah. The ransomware? Yes. Uh, so that's kind of a scary story. Um, because what may have happened is actually they used some stuff from the NSA. 
some leaked programs and software from the NSA. Oh. That is that is all I've heard. I don't know how accurate any of that is, but it's kind of terrifying if it's true. The language used in the Baltimore ransom note was nearly identical to those used in other Robin Hood attacks. The creator or creators of Robin Hood most likely scanned a large number of online systems for vulnerabilities to exploit, such as gaps in protocols and used to grant remote access to computers. Also, officials in Greenville, North Carolina, discovered that they too were victims of a Robin Hood attack. Oh, geez. Yeah. The reason for the modern rise in ransomware and frankly the wild success is directly attributable to Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Because that's the thing now. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what to say. Like, they're getting screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, it got in. Like, poor Baltimore. Poor, like, city employees, right? Because they can't process anything. They can't process paychecks. Nope. Voicemail, email, parking fines database, and a system used to pay water bills, property taxes, and vehicle citations. So the city also can't make money right now. Yeah. Because that's like most of the income from the city aside from just direct taxes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Property taxes is a big, um, (laughs) that's a big payment. Yeah. Well, I guess if you can't also pay anyone, then it doesn't matter if you can make anything. Mm -hmm. That sucks. So what what are they doing? Like, what's their next steps? Um, It's cooperating with the FBI. Uh, All of our agencies are working together around the clock to restore connectivity and to minimize any inconveniences to the general public. Yeah, the real estate transaction is what they're really posting on there. The, The Wall Street Journal will tell me this, but oh, sorry, it's behind a paywall. So, yeah. So what happens, the more stuff you put online gives you the more uh, access to problems. Yeah, the target one was the fact that their HVAC system was online, and that's how the hackers got in. Oh, no. Really? Yes, if I remember correctly, yeah. No, that's that's right, it was target. Yeah. Yeah. It was via the HVAC, and they got... Into the point of sale system. Yeah. I don't know how those two are actually connected. Somebody was not secure in compartmentalizing things. (sighs) Ah... Just takes a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's why we uh, we just removed all personal devices from like the internal network at work. Now it's going to be external network. There there are two networks. There's the one for like our devices, and there's the one for personal devices. We have yeah, we set up a guest Wi-Fi account on there for anybody who comes in. That's an external device. They cannot access any of our internal IP addresses. Like literally, that's that's the great thing with the ubiquity stuff. There is like literally said, okay, what subnets do I not want people to go to? Yeah, and you, but you, but this wouldn't be just people like coming in. This is like your your radio hosts. Their cell phones could not go onto your normal network. Oh, all personal devices that and he's like, wow, I should probably just do that. (laughs) No, because (laughs) well, no, no, it would be nice to do that. But a large number of our sales force Mm -hmm. have their own personal laptops that they use for company business. Yep. So they can VPN in, but they shouldn't be able to get onto the Wi-Fi. Yes, but there's a lot of them that take their laptops into the building and use that for writing up their reports and such. And that's that's fine. When they're in the building, they get onto the guest network and then VPN in. Oh, oh, you're putting too much credit into the technological. (laughs) Dandy, you don't give them the choice. Yes. But if I don't, then I have to deal with so many more people. Yep. I am one man, Dave. <laughs> That's fine. If, God forbid, you ever get a ransomware lockout because someone's device leaked onto the network. 
I've had to deal with a ransomware lockdown. Yeah? Yeah. It was the day I got my wisdom teeth removed. <laughs> you don't remember oh, that story? I, I do now, vaguely, but like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was that was actually on an internal desktop computer already on the network. Yeah. But yeah, no, I've had to deal with ransomware and I feel like I dealt with it quite well because I already had my uh, my backups set up and running. Yep. It was not a sophisticated piece of ransomware. If it was more sophisticated, then we would have been in some serious trouble. It, it didn't like wait until it was in your backups. Um, it didn't wait until we were in the backups. Plus, it only uh went to the network drives that the person had access to. There are some that if they get onto a network drive, they'll basically they escalate themselves. Yes. And basically take over everything on that networked server. Yeah. Rather than just whatever the shared network folders were. Yep. If that had happened then oh my gosh, things would have gone sour very quickly. Would have been a, a little harder to recover from it. Uh, it would have been all weekend to recover. Because then it would have gotten into our audio database, and then I would have had to start to pull all of our audio files from the central server in Wisconsin. And that would have taken some time to pull down all the music files again. Probably just would be easier if I had somebody in Wisconsin, you know... Drive them over. Drive them over, or FedEx, you know, overnight some USB drive. Yep. Yeah, go to Best Buy, buy a one terabyte MyBook plug it in there, copy everything, FedEx of overnight. But no, I've, I've, I've dealt with ransomware. It's not fun. Nope. Uh, poor Baltimore. Yeah. All right, let's, let's move on from Baltimore. To? How about the Sonic movie? Where they said they were going to fix it, right? Yeah. So, like, this was so bad, they've delayed the opening of Sonic the Hedgehog to next year. <laughs> Like, think about that for a second. The public reaction to the trailer was so bad, they pushed the opening of the movie back. Who was the, um... Oh, Paramount. Okay. No, they, they, uh, they pushed it back three months, is what they said. Yeah, that's still a significant amount of time. It's not that amount of significant of a time. They a pushed it back, a like, year? a... a well, if they pushed it back a full year, I'd be questioning the effects studios. Yes. Like, what the hell are you doing? But then also, what the hell are you doing? Have any of you actually played Sonic the Hedgehog? Did any of you actually look at the source material? The the, the images that they used in the movie looked like people had described what Sonic looked like to a bunch of VFX artists. Just looking at other animated films that have gotten their release dates moved. How many? Um, Wreck-It Ralph got moved, South Park got moved, Meet the Robinsons got moved, Shrek 2, The Land Before Time, a goofy movie, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, A Troll in Central Park, The Fox and the Hound, uh, The Good Dinosaur, Finding Dory, Hoodwinked 2. So it happens more often than than one would expect. Cars was originally supposed to be released on November 4th, 2005, but was changed to June 9th, 2006. Why? 
I don't know. Ratatouille was bumped back. Shrek the Third was bumped back. Bolt was bumped back. Shrek the Third was not bumped back far enough. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And that's just animated films, like live films. Oh, there's a whole bunch even more on here. Yeah. I mean, it happens, but still, like, does it happen because of public reaction was so bad? <laughs> Ooh. I don't, okay, so now I'm looking at this, and The Kingsman, The Great Game, was shown up. That's the new one? Yeah, but it's a prequel set in the early 1900s. Ooh, who is in it? That's that's all I know is... Just... That's all you know? They haven't said anything? Why Why is there a Where's Waldo balloon? Where is this parade? Is this, par- is this the Cherry Festival parade in D.C.? Wow, do I get points for guessing that correct? Sorry, the Cherry Blossom Festival Parade is on the TV and there was a Where's Waldo balloon. Oh, why aren't you there, Andy? Um, I actually went to, <laughs> we went down in D.C. for spring break one year and we actually like stumbled upon one of the, the festivals that was down there. It was kind of fun. <clears throat> All right. How, how is Stanley Tucci and Ray Fiennes in this movie? Oh, you're still on Kingsman? Yes. I don't know. Was Stanley Tucci in the other one, or was it that? Uh, was it the other guy? Again, I don't know. Also, Liam Neeson. Gerard Butler. Hmm. Anyway. Interesting. Anyway. Anyway. Um, space, uh, SpaceX. I was about to say, literally those words. <laughs> SpaceX launched their satellites. Yes, 60 satellites. And this time, they knew where all of them were. Yeah. <laughs> What did they do, add a tracking beacon to them? Well, these were all SpaceX satellites. The other yeah. the other launch with the multiple satellites was a bunch of people from multiple organizations basically just hitching a ride. Purchasing a, a ride. Purchasing a ride. Clear. Yeah, purchasing they a ride. space on it. And that's, I'm guessing that's part of the problem is the fact you had a lot of people from multiple organizations and multiple ways of communicating with the satellites that caused part of the problem. Whereas these are all SpaceX these are all SpaceX. These are all exactly the same satellites. Were all released at the same time. Did you actually watch the video of when they got released? No. Rather than you know, um, basically the uh, the normal mechanisms actually have like a spring to actually like fling it out. They just use the actual inertia of the the, the rocket, and they just basically disconnected them, and then you know let the inertia of the satellites let them go. Well, but but if you just disconnect them without giving them any sort of push, the inertia is just going to keep them right where they're at. My guess is they probably did some sort of backwards, like just a small backwards thrust on the second stage to cause it to... But then they're all just going to stay relative to where they were. I don't know where they did. They had some sort of like slow fanning out thing. I mean, there had to be something that pushed them. They talked about how they were supposed to fan out like a deck of cards. Oh, I see them moving around. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So I I just want to remind everyone, like, how is this not, or ask people, how is this not the plot of a James Bond movie? (laughs) Speaking of Kingsman, this was part of the plot of Kingsman. How, right? Like, hey, free communication for everyone. How is that not a, a, a thing? How is that not people like... Why aren't there secret agents trying to break into Elon Musk's office? Are there secret agents trying to break into Elon Musk's office? Samuel L. Jackson's character. In Elon the, Musk. Called up Elon Musk in the movie and said, hey, can I borrow one of your satellites? Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. <laughs> and also to remind people, these were just 60 satellites. and Of how many? 
12,000. 12,000? Yes. That's a lot. There'll be 4,000 in one constellation and 7,500 in another. And the FCC, in order to get their approval, required the company to launch half of the planned satellites within the next six years. So SpaceX needs to launch 1,000 of these satellites a year, and they fit 60. So... 18 launches yeah 17 launches 17 launches a year in the net <laughs> so 52 weeks out of the year 17 launches it means they need to they need to launch one of these things every three weeks yeah or find some way to double the number that they're launching did imagine you s- instead of 60 if it was 120 yes but did you see that how packed packed absolutely that, packed they like they said they packed it so much they couldn't actually put a launching mechanism into the fairing <laughs> they just had to, there was no room i'm still waiting to see if ikea says something about the spacex things being flat packed that what ikea has a patent on it or something of that line i feel like ikea's twitter could have easily jumped on the spacex flat packed line <laughs> but they didn't and i feel like that's a missed opportunity I feel like space age technology Hey, we had that back. Ikea. (laughs) We've been doing it for the past 40 years. Well, no, Ikea just says like, hey, this is evidently this is now space age technology. uh, 1960 years Ikea has been doing the flat pack. Which is evidently space age technology. Yep. 1956. Wow. So China uh, is trying out a new maglev. Yeah. That will go 600 kilometers per hour. That's fast. Yeah, 370 miles an hour for those doing the math. Which, you know, right now, they're they're talking about taking this from Beijing to Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Currently, it takes four and a half hours by plane. And currently now, 5.5 hours by high-speed rail. Which, you know, the current high-speed rail is 220... 220 some odd miles per hour is the current one, but I guess that's not fast enough. They want to go 372 miles an hour. Jeez. Take the three and a half hours with this current maglev. That's a very fast train. Yes. Okay, hang on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's do quick math. And by math, I mean type things into Google. Uh, 600 kilometers per hour is 100. No, I don't care about meters per second. 372 miles per hour. 373, thank you. If you're oh. going to round it, round it properly. I'm just going by what CNN did in their first line of the article. Oh, well, they're wrong. <laughs> CNN, if you're going to round it, round it properly. <laughs> it's 372.8. We do not truncate. Yeah, the current speed right now is 217 miles per hour on that route. So if I had a 372 mile per hour maglev train, yes. I could go... From Detroit to Chicago in an hour. In theory, yes, if you were going straight from Detroit to Chicago. No stopping. No stopping. It would take you an hour. Just Detroit to Chicago. And in fact, if I were to design that and have it be that fast, I'd probably actually go out of the way. Let's see. Hang on. Let's do a quick, quick check. I want to route Detroit. Uh, where, where would we? Where would you do it in Detroit? Where would you start? You would have to start somewhere downtown. Yeah, but like where? There's a lot of places uh, downtown. No, no, uh, at the train station. That's not being used right now. Well, it's right, because Ford may have bought it, own it. Yeah, they, they yeah, own okay. it now. Yeah. So let's say, let's say we take the Michigan Central Train Depot, the old train station that's yeah. kind of like run down and, and, and maybe turned into an office building. Okay? 
Yeah. Michigan Central Train Depot. Directions from there to Grand Rapids. So that would take you through Lansing mm-hmm. up to Grand Rapids. Yes. That is 157 miles. So you're looking at half an hour. Which, you know, plus, you could, plus stopping in Lansing. Right. So let's let's give it a half hour to stop in Lansing. Okay. Okay. So you're an hour from the center of Detroit to Grand Rapids. And then Union Station, Chicago uh, is another 150 miles and takes you through nothing. But you could add a stop in South Bend. I don't know why you'd stop in South Bend, but I feel like there should be a stop between Grand Rapids and Chicago. Uh, If you were going to stop anywhere, stop in Benton Harbor, St. Joe. There is a lot of Chicago people who vacation. But it's really small. (laughs) Yes, but they're having done the census for those counties. It's it's all people who live in Chicago. Oh my God, the number of people. it would be the commuter train. Yes. You'd commute from Chicago to Benton Harbor. It would take you like 20 minutes by train. Yep. Yeah. So even going up to Grand Rapids, add a half hour, half hour, half hour for the, the stops. So add an hour and a half. It's a two and a half hour train ride from Detroit to Chicago. Which beats... From downtown to downtown. <laughs> yes, which... That seriously beats, yeah, the, the driving that. Oh, my gosh. That's a four and a half hour drive. Yes, yes, it is. And if you if you take the route that I'm giving it, where you go up to Grand Rapids and then back down, it is a five hour and ten minute drive. And that's without stopping for half an hour in each of the cities. Yeah, that's just driving straight. Well, you have to probably have to stop at some point if you... No, I could. you could do that in, in a single tank. 330 miles? Oh, I hope yeah, you no, get 330 miles to a tank. Yeah, yeah, no, that that works. Yeah, my yeah. Outback gets like 400. Right. No, you're not going to have a whole lot of gas when you get there. No. This is also assuming there's no traffic. Which, having driven Chicago. on, yeah, having driven <laughs> through Chicago multiple Man, times. That, that one stretch of 80, 90, and 94, where the three of them kind of overlap and mix and do all that crazy crap, right at like the southernmost tip of the lake. Yeah, right by Gary, Indiana. Oh, I hate that section of highway. Oh. So to be, uh, to, to put this in perspective, right? So we said two and a half hours, including stops in Lansing, Grand Rapids, and St. Joe. Mm-hmm. The current train, which does not do that, the current train stops in Kalamazoo. Yep. And it, it's got a couple stops along the way, right? It stops in Ann Arbor, stops in Kalamazoo, stops in St. Joe, stops in Michigan City. Battle uh, Creek and Jackson. You're, you're looking and at And Marshall like, and Albion. Yeah, you're looking at a lot longer. There actually is a, I can tell you what that is, because the, the Google Maps should give us the train, right? I think Google Maps just gives us the bus. No, I think it's the train, too. Is it the train? Is that the 001 is the train? No, it's, it says you get into Detroit and then get on the Greyhound. All right, hold on. Chicago Amtrak. Yep. Let's see, you'd leave Detroit at 2 p.m. Yep. Get into Chicago at 7 p.m. So five hours. Yes. Oh, sorry, that's the mega bus. Never mind. Yeah, the train takes just as long. 
also the the train route that you and I just proposed would be gorgeous because you could build it along the coast. Okay, here we go. I've actually pulled up the Amtrak thing there. Wolverine service leaves uh, leaves Detroit at six thirty three a.m. gets into Chicago at ten thirty two a.m. Say that again. Leaves Detroit at six thirty three. Yeah. Gets into Chicago at ten thirty two. So four hours. Mm-hmm. I want maglev trains. I want this maglev train. Jesus Christ, 380 miles an hour, 370, round properly. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's even better coming back because you lose an hour on daylight savings time. So you leave on Chicago time at... Zones. Yeah, you leave Chicago... On time at, zones, Andy, not daylight saving. Oh, yes, time zones. On time zones. <laughs> time zones, yes. You leave Chicago at 7.20. I have taken this train, actually. <laughs> yeah. And you get into Detroit at 1.40 p.m. Yep. I did actually take that train. I've taken it. Yeah. I've done the bus from Ann Arbor. I've done the train. Oh, That's when I found out Union Station is not bus. open 24 hours a day. No, oh, I, I found that out, too. I also found out that, like, downtown Chicago closes down at, like, 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Like, everything just shuts down. I'm like, this is the middle of a, of a city. Why is it shut down at 8 p.m.? Just me and a couple of college kids playing euchre outside of Union Station. Hobos are like, you guys need some blankets or something? It's kind of cold out. <laughs> Like, no, no, we're good. We're good. good. It's all right. Yeah, when the hobos are like, are you guys sure you want to be out here? Yeah, we're taking the first train in the morning. Like, you know, there's other places you guys could go. You don't have to be sitting outside the door here. It's all right. We're fine, man. We're good. We're all good. It's all good. Mm -hmm. There is, though, (laughs) there's actually three trains. There's a train that comes from Pontiac that goes through Detroit and goes to Chicago. There's another train that starts in Port Huron that goes through Lansing and then goes to Chicago. And then there's a third train that goes from Grand Rapids through St. Joe, and then into Chicago. Chicago. None of which go 600 kilometers an hour. No. The Amtrak train, though, at one point between... I forgot exactly where, but there was some point along this route where the Amtrak trains can actually do, I think, 90. Ooh. Almost as fast as what people do on the highway. That's where it is. Uh... Look, at least now Amtrak owns the the lines. They own small sections of the lines. I think they bought the whole thing. You mean of the Acela route? Cause that the, they... the, the Wolverine line, at least. Uh, Amtrak owns 730 miles. Uh, Amtrak acquired the west end of the Michigan Central Main Line from Conrail in 1976. No, there was something more recent. Hang on. Amtrak rail purchase. No, I don't want to purchase tickets. Can I, I don't want to buy Amtrak tickets. No. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. So Amtrak owns 98 miles from Porter, Indiana to Kalamazoo, which yep. is the longest stretch of Amtrak-owned rail outside of the Northeast. The 135 miles between Kalamazoo and Dearborn was purchased by the state of Michigan in 2013. That may have been it. The state bought it. Uh, With the exception of a They bought it for the purpose of Amtrak to use it. Yes, the state-owned track is now dispatched and maintained by Amtrak as part of the Michigan line. Yeah. Do you know where that money came from? No. That money was originally supposed to go to Wisconsin. It was federal money. And Wisconsin was going to get it to build a commuter rail between Milwaukee and Madison. That would have been nice. That would have been fantastic. You know what it also would have done? Connected the two most democratic parts of the state. Oh. 
So the Republican government said, no, no, we're good. We, we don't want that. And so then the federal government turned over to Michigan and said, like, hey, you want to build some rails? And Michigan's like, well, we don't want to build any, but we'll buy this rail so that we can promote travel between Detroit and Chicago. Yeah, in November 2011, Michigan was awarded $150 million to expand its high-speed rail line to allow speeds up to 110 miles per hour. Woo! So fast! Yeah. Yep. There was originally supposed to be uh, a light rail between Madison and Milwaukee. Yeah. 110 miles per hour began from Porter to Kalamazoo in 2012. So I I live on the best part of this. Yep. Amtrak owns the rails from Porter, Indiana to Kalamazoo, Michigan, and it can go 110 miles per hour. This was back in, yep, 2010, late 2010. Walker wanted to use the money for roads instead of rails, and so he said he he could persuade Congress to give them to give us that same money for roads. And then the the Congress said, "No, we'll give this to someone else." Walker was saying we didn't need and couldn't afford a Madison to Milwaukee rail line, except the federal government was going to pay for the whole damn thing. Though I'm looking at this thing here, and the Kalamazoo to Detroit still takes me three hours. Isn't it a two-hour drive? Pretty much, yeah. Hold on, let me see if I can actually get the Google Maps to tell me Kalamazoo train station to Detroit Amtrak station. Just so I can, you know... Detroit Amtrak, West Baltimore Avenue in Detroit. Yep, there we are. And then directions from here. Two hours and two minutes from us. Oh, here's here's a great secondary outcome of this. Wisconsin had already signed contracts with the train vendor Ooh. when Walker got the whole thing canceled. So the vendor sued Wisconsin. And they were going to build a bunch of manufacturing, and they moved that out of the state. Yep, two hour, one minute from train station to train station. Ah. <sighs> It will take me right. three hours on a train. It would take you 30 minutes on this Chinese maglev. <laughs> yes. But I actually watched a video on this because uh, somebody was talking about the California high-speed rail. And it's like, you know, how come, you know, China and Japan and all these other countries are doing it better than us? And part they're of they're willing to throw money at it. They're willing to throw money at it. And plus there's, um, since these other places are state-owned things, yep. they can kind of... They can lose money. They can lose money and they can also make some of the environmental regulations kind of disappear, disappear when yep. it's needed. Yeah, which is not great. Not not great at all. But like, yeah. So, um, one last thing about transportation and then we should probably hit the randoms. Oh God, already? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That went fast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, okay. Consumer Reports got their hands on the new Tesla Navigate on autopilot because they just updated it. Yeah. Um, according to Consumer Reports, it sucks. Yeah, I, I kind of saw a couple things of like, my Tesla tried to lane switch into traffic. Yeah, this, the software allows the car to automatically change lanes without driver input. And according to the Consumer Report tests, does not work very well and could can create safety risks for drivers. So, yep. So don't turn it on. Nope. The feature cut off cars without leaving enough space and even passed other cars in ways that violate state laws. Oops. Uh, there are some states where it's illegal to pass on the right. I feel like this would be something that Tesla could probably easily program into their system. Are you in this state? Yes. Then disable this feature. Because it is or illegal. Just turn it off for now yeah. in general because it's not safe. Okay. Poor Tesla. But also not 
They're actually no poor Tesla. Like they're in deep trouble. Google Glass is back for a grand. That was how much it was originally. I thought it was higher than that. Uh, I thought it was the original Explorer edition cost fifteen hundred. Oh, okay. But this is not for you and I. This is for enterprises. I can be an enterprise. What What does it take to be enterprise? I can be enterprise. Can I have this? I don't know. Let's see. Scrolling down, scrolling down. Uh, Enterprise businesses interested in using Glass Enterprise Edition 2 can contact our sales team. They probably have like a minimum order. Probably. Trying to see if there's any... Oh, there's a group in Elk Grove, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Wizian creates assisted reality solutions for Glass that focus on improving business outcomes. What? Wizian, W-I-Z-Z-A-N. Yeah, no, I, I got that. I want to know what they're doing that improves business outcomes. Look, man, I just want to be able to, like, see my schedule and my email and not have to pull out my phone. Well, I get the email on my watch, but your schedule, I could sort of see it on my watch. It's not great, but I sort of see my schedule. So here's the question, though. Do you want the Microsoft HoloLens or the Glass Enterprise Edition 2? Um, pass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to wait for a little longer. Just a little longer. Um, because I, I, both of them are good, but like they're both still targeted at business and enterprise. They have mm-hmm. not started really thinking about what this would look like for the consumer and how the consumer can use it, and that's going to come, just not yet. Yep. All right. Do we want to hit the randoms now? I guess. Well, it's, it's my uh, review. It's your review, Dave. I would like to review our host, Dream Host. Dream Host. Dream host. We have a, a website, rapodcast.net. Just a little plug, which is kind of pointless because you're listening to the show. <laughs> but it got Andy to laugh, so it was worth it. Yeah. Uh, rapodcast.net is hosted on Dreamhost, which I picked, oh, what is that, like 11 years ago? <laughs> Something of um, that nature, yeah. They, they had a deal and... Uh, they they host with Ruby on Rails, which is what the site is built in. The site is built in Ruby on Rails. And so I used their service, and I uploaded their, the stuff to their site, and then thought I'd never really have to look back at it. Um, unfortunately for, for me, they're really good. Like, they are really, actually quite good at what they do. Uh, they've maintained security, they've maintained updates, like, they, they are a very comprehensive and competent hosting service. The downside of that means that they do things like upgrade the operating system and move on the language, and since Rails v3 is, like, 10 years old, um... They are now moving on. Anytime I've ever had a problem with the site where it's like, hey, my site isn't working anymore. Like, they have experts on staff who will go in and start helping you with your code and say, like, oh, well, you need to change this and you need to set that. And I'm like, okay, cool, that's awesome. And they, like, they they update the system, they update the plugins, and it's, it's really nice. And it's a little expensive. This is a little bit, little bit expensive. Uh, I pay nine dollars a month. It's a bit higher it. than the two fifty that they're promoting on their website. Yeah, but we do have unlimited bandwidth and unlimited storage. Because when I first signed up with them, I thought that might be a thing. Turns out we we, we don't use that much bandwidth. No, or that much storage. 
Um, but it's pretty cool. Like, I, I do enjoy their, their stuff. I do enjoy using them. And if you're going to build a Rails or PHP uh, website, like, this is a good place to do it. They have built in SSL so that you can actually have that. They have built in um, WordPress installers and Joomla and MediaWiki and PHPBB and, like, all the different... Like, if you're building a website from scratch, this is a pretty good place to go. I've kind of grown out of it. Also, I haven't maintained our website to the degree that I, I was supposed to be maintaining it. And so now that I'm rewriting it, I'm probably going to drop it into a different service, which does not have unlimited bandwidth, but the bandwidth is cheaper than what I'm paying here. Okay. So if you want unlimited bandwidth and unlimited storage for something and you yeah. actually use a lot, a lot of bandwidth. Yep. Like it's a very comprehensive site. They have really good tech service and tech support. I've I've never had to wait more than a couple hours to hear back from them. They guarantee a huge amount of uptime. Um, there is a referral link, so if you if you want to uh, use them, go for it. I will actually post the referral link to the topic list. Uh, they do have options for dedicated IP addresses. Dreamhost referral. Uh, they've they've got just like it's a good service. It's just a little more than I need. Okay. I wonder who we're using for our hosting stuff at work. That feels like something you should knew, like know or find out. Well, that's all part of the. Uh, there's, we have we have the IT department, mm -hmm. and then we have the web department. Oh, and they are two separate. And never shall the two speak to each other. Oh, we speak to each other all the time. Most of the time, it's going, "Hey, this one's your problem, not ours." <laughs> Oh, that's mean. Yes, but that's but that's honestly what that was the last like four emails I sent to the head of our web department or the, the our local web person was. Um, I think this is one of your problems, not mine. Here you go. Yep. Yep. Because they're like, hey, I can't seem to log into this. I'm like, that's not a that's locally not hosted fault. thing. That's something that's on the us. web. Yep. You you should probably find out if your Internet's working, that, then everything is fine in my neighborhood. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, I'm IT, not web development. Mm -hmm. Time to branch out, Andy. I've already got too much stuff to do. I, uh, I know that I feeling. I had to go in yesterday because there was a server that kept on sending us an email saying, hey, I've got an error, but the error was unknown. <laughs> I have an unknown error. Yeah, problem, service alert, Kalamazoo, you know, Dell OMSA is unknown. It's like, well, thanks. Thanks for telling me that you don't know what the problem is, but you're going to alert me every hour that there's yep. an unknown problem. I still haven't fixed it yet. I just figured out how to turn off the alert. <laughs> <laughs> That's half the battle right there. Yes, it's like, all right, I will deal with that on Tuesday. Yep. Because the, the server is still up. The server is still running. Everything looks okay. It's just for some odd reason we're getting an unknown alert. And the people who set that up, that alert, are also not in the office on the weekend. So mm. that's a Tuesday problem. <laughs> but yes, dreamhosted.com. If the shoe fits, here's an option for you. Yep. Okay. Shall we hit the random topic then? Sure. We finally rolled a one. Uh-oh. Because Damn. as, uh, as you know, we start the list and get, you know, how would your life change if you had a sex change operation? Huh. Well, let's see. The discussion about having children would probably change a little bit. Yes. Yes, that would. Um, 
genius. Man, that's that's a that's an interesting question. Isaac would be an only child. Well, I mean, there's still the the concept of adoption. Yeah, true. There's also the concept of like in artificial insemination. Also true. Right? Like you can drop a load of sperm off at the bank before you have the operation. I, my relationship with Laura would be a little different. Yes, that would be the same thing with Kate. I mean, how much would my day-to-day life change? I'd, I'd probably not much. My interactions at work would probably be a little different. Um, the the unfortunate current reality of of working in the tech industry. The uh, some of my some of my coworkers have had interesting and really unfortunate experiences with like being hit on by our trainees. <sighs> Not something I, I currently have to worry about that, like, maybe would change. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, Andy, what about you? Well, I've now gone down a rabbit hole to see what the U.S. curling policy would be for... Um, transgender? Yes. Or, or in this case, transsexual? That would be transgender. Gender reassignment? I'm not, yeah. I'm not actually sure, and I feel bad about that. I feel like I should know. Oh, it depends on... There are different rules at different levels. About what you'd be able to compete in? Yes. Would you still have to compete in men's? Uh, Athletes should follow the IOC guidelines on transgender athletes. I think that means you'd still be competing in men's. Uh, Athletes who transition from male to female are permitted to compete in the female category if she has declared her gender identity as female and if her testosterone level in serum is at an acceptable level for one year prior to her first competition. Okay, so you'd have to wait for a year. Yes, for my body to... Your body could actually have a a testosterone level within acceptable levels for a year. Yes. And you'd have to keep your testosterone down. Yes. Wasn't there a thing just recently about a South African runner? Whose natural testosterone levels were so high that they are saying she needs to bring them down if she wants to compete. Yes. Despite being born genetically female. Yes. Yeah. That's... Stupid. Yes. And at the same time, praising Michael Phelps for, like, the way his body does stuff, even though he is just as much of a mutant. Like, God. Sorry, I didn't mean to call her a mutant because she has a high testosterone level. No, Michael Phelps and his multiple double joints things are just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Watching him bend his arms around was freaky. Ugh. It's just, ugh. But, yeah, yes, it would be... There'd be many things that wouldn't change, and there'd be some many things that would. Professionally, I don't think it would matter much. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen most of the other. There'd be more medications for uh, at least the near future. Yeah, well, I was just trying to think of the the other people in my industry that I interact with, but it's all old white guys, so I don't know how they would react. To a transitioned Andy? Yes. Would you change your name? I don't know. I think Andy would Andy would right. work. Andy Andy works as both a, a male and female. So that wouldn't... That would Usually it's, it's short for Andrea instead of Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. What would your name be? If I transitioned? Yes. Uh, I'd probably go with the name that I was going to have if I'd been born female. Hmm. So I'm named after my great-grandfather and great-grandmother, Henry and Dora. Gotcha. And so my name is David Henry, because I guess Dora and David, question mark. Uh, and if it had been, uh, if I'd been born female, it would have been Hannah Deborah. That sounds good. So name would change. Um... Thankfully, wouldn't have to invalidate the marriage license because we live in a semi-modern civilization now. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess 
personal interactions would change a lot, like mm. a whole lot, a heck of a lot. If you lived in a world, here's here's a question: If you lived in a world where this was a a minor procedure, right? Like you could just choose to to change sex whenever. Would you? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. All right then. I, yeah. I no. Think, I. I don't think there's much else to talk about. No. That. I, I don't know that things would change. Things would stay the same. They would do both. Yes. Okay. So, on that that's, vague that's answer. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Andy. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast. Or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening.